This podcast episode from Oncology Data Advisor was recorded live at the 2023 American Society of Hematology annual meeting in San Diego. Thanks for listening. Be sure to visit oncdata.com, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on social media for more exclusive content and interviews from the meeting. Hi everyone, welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today we're here at the ASH annual meeting and I am joined by our Editor-in-Chief, Dr. Rahul Banerjee, as well as Dr. Gurbakash Kaur. Thank you both so much for coming on today. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Kara. It's exciting to be here in sunny San Diego. Um, I'm, I'll be helping Dr. Albaum Kara to interview Dr. Kaur, Gurbakash, if I may, about uh, her, um, her mentee's oral presentation. Dr. Kaur is a senior author at Tomorrow about real-world observational data surrounding bortezomib, Velcade, and myeloma, and how it should be dosed versus how it is dosed versus how it will be dosed in the future. So with that in mind, Dr. Kaur, Gurbaksh, if I may, can you just walk us through a little bit of that kind of why you wanted to look into this? So Rahul, this started about a year ago when the two of us met and we had this uh, deep discussion about the impact that we want to have when it comes to changing practice patterns in myeloma. And the two things that we both felt deeply about was um, given how much uh, the significant the rate of neuropathy is with twice weekly Velcade um, and uh, why is it still being prescribed that way, um, uh, where I think our clinical practice differs a lot. We do it in a once-weekly fashion. So, you know, our collaboration sort of began in a very curious fashion to understand what's really happening in the real world. Is it impacting survival? Is it impacting patients' neuropathy and their, you know, quality of life? So that's how this all started. And here we are a year ago with an oral at ASH. I completely agree. To add some context to listeners listening at home, it's tricky because our clinical trials have continued to use twice-weekly bortezomib, meaning it's an injectable drug for myeloma, typically dosed on like Monday, Thursday, Monday, Thursday, the patients coming in twice per week for clinic visits, when, as Grubach just said, more neuropathy, more time in clinic. Smaller studies have shown that there's no difference with once-weekly or yeah. twice-weekly administration, but the trials, because the trials are written with twice-weekly bortezomib, we hypothesize patients were still getting twice-weekly bortezomib because that's what the studies did and that's what their doctors were just used to, despite us having changed our practice long ago. And we see this still um, in many practices where patients are referred to us for stem cell transplant, that they're still getting twice-weekly Velcade with a significant uh, neuropathy. And, um, and I think, uh, you know, alluding to your earlier statement about the clinical trials, clinical trials were being proposed that were presented to us to open at our institutions where it's third line and fourth line and Velcade is still being given in a, in a twice-weekly fashion. And I, me, honestly, I could not open those trials. So I've said no to them. But I think we needed to sort of um, you know, have an impact and, and really study the and provide data. What is actually happening? Are we seeing differences in PFS and survival? And how can we change this going forward? Because this is um, the twice-weekly Velcade. I, I don't strongly believe in that. I completely agree. I think in, in oncology across the board, we always assume that bigger is always better when it comes to dosing. More doses, get them in faster, harder into patients. Does it really matter? We found out. We, we were going to find out, and we found out. So can you tell us about what the, the analysis you did was? So, you know, this, uh, we came together, we looked at the Flatiron Health Registry, which is, you know, a large um, a database that uh, contains about 
patients from 2011, I believe. Um, we, uh, you know, looked at a more modern cohort because we wanted to see what the practice is in a, in a population that's more representative what is we, what we are doing in today's practice. So we had about 2,500 patients, and we noted that two-thirds of those patients had um, higher utilization of once weekly versus one-third of that with twice weekly. And additionally, we saw that there was over the past five years from 2017, 18 onwards till now that we slow, we had a slow uptick of uh, of going from twice weekly to once weekly. So it was 57%. And now uh, the most recent, I think, believe last year was about 75%. And probably the the, the greatest, uh, you know, uptick that we saw was around the the pandemic era. And that's that probably influenced a lot of practices to go into once weekly because we wanted to limit um, patient exposure, patient visit time to um, to reduce the risk of uh, COVID-19 toxicity. So we saw that the in, the utilization of once weekly increased over time. And then subsequently, we also, uh, you know, in terms of results, what we saw was that the, the uh, peripheral neuropathy risk was much higher, about 30% so, uh, with uh, twice weekly versus only 18% with once weekly um, and then furthermore uh, when it came to uh, you know uh, results um, the PFS was uh, was very similar between the two groups and the overall survival was not reached which is very representative and accurate of what is happening in real life so those were some of the data that we highlighted uh, so much to unpack there so maybe we can talk about the prevalence section first because as you alluded to yeah. you know smaller centers have looked at this with older data with like okay, maybe 100 200 patients you looked at 2500 patients like much larger and probably more community-based patients as well, not just patients treated at big academic centers. Yes, so, you know, 80% of the cohort uh, um, ends up being a community-based in Flatiron overall health database, and I think our practice had a sort of similar trend as well. Agreed, agreed. So I think it's... Uh, the, the one bottom line from that first part is still in the modern era, like up until just a couple of years ago, probably even still today, a quarter of patients in the U.S. are still getting twice-weekly bortezomib, even though nobody is asking him for it. All of us recommend once-weekly yeah. bortezomib, everyone but the clinical trial sponsors, everything but the actual published old, old trials recommend once-weekly bortezomib, which is not there yet. Yeah. Um, the neuropathy is unfortunate. Have you yeah. seen cases of this with your patients? I'm sure you have. I do. I actually, you know, I think I'm very aggressive about reducing the dose of Valcator uh, when I do see it in my practice. And my practice is what I do only once weekly. But yes, uh, with the twice weekly Valcator, I, I see similar rates of, of, uh, of neuropathy when patients come, get referred to me for, I'm, I'm at UT Southwestern, the academic center. So we, you know, a lot of community physicians refer to us for stem cell transplant. So we sort of see the similar patterns. Agreed. And as you alluded to, the OS wasn't reached and the PFS was completely, you know, you'll see in the presentation that yeah, Dr. Carr's mentee is presenting tomorrow, completely overlapping curves. So on December 16th, like next week, if you meet your community oncologist who started their patient on twice weekly bortezomib, what do you tell them? Well, I usually tell them to go back to a once weekly uh, schedule, but you know, it just depends on where you meet the patient. If I'm meeting them towards the end of induction, it's sort of a done deal. Um, and then, but if I meet them early on, I may advise them of a regimen that's uh, um, that's once weekly, but you know, it's not. Um, uh, there's a lot to change when it comes to this practice pattern. There's practice pathways that it, you know organizations have when it comes to selecting. Uh, uh, oncology treatments. There's obviously, you know, we, you and I have talked about it's about who are your pharmacists, how closely are you working with them, are they flexible in um, in modifying the 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 the, the drug regimen, right? So a lot of layers uh, of complexity here. Completely agreed, and I think it just it's hard because sometimes the community oncologists and they're busy and the pharmacists are busy and they're just going 
about the trial, but as you're alluding to, our loyalty is not to the trial design, our loyalty is to our patients, and I think we can just do a better job with it. Um, yeah, so you know, excited to see it tomorrow. I'm sure it'll be, we'll have more podcasts that come about this topic, and hopefully clinical trials going forward will use once weekly bortezomib by default, just because now that question has been answered. There's no scenario, maybe apart from cycle one, you know, renal, calf nephropathy, for everybody else, once weekly bortezomib is the way to go. Yes. Thank you, Dr. Kaur, for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having us.